Welcome to the Lost Boys to Found Fathers podcast. I'm Will Haycox, and joining me is my co-host, Gabe O'Sullivan. We are men who've suffered the loss of a child, and through this production, we desire to offer encouragement, strength, and hope to our fellow brothers who've traveled the same journey. Hey guys, we are in the midst of a series here we're going to call Tough Questions and Honest Answers. Uh, basically, it's exactly what it sounds like. We are going to ask each other some questions from Gabe's book, uh, That Will Be Done. It's a great book. You should check it out, uh, especially if you like this series. Check it out because you can see, you know, we're asking some of the questions. We're not running straight through the book. So you can see these questions for yourself. You can see Gabe's story and how he and his family got to these questions. And you, know, you can reflect on them a little more than just hearing us ask it on this podcast. So where we are, we're going to read you this verse here is Romans 12, 1 and 2 is kind of what we're basing our thought process on for this series. And then I'll throw it over to Gabe to get right into it. So it says, and again, this is Romans 12, verses 1 and 2. I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. But do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. Over to you, Kate. Yeah, so again, the reason that we're doing this is that we're trying to help us men who have gone through the tragedy of losing a child or children to become better men, right? To move through those difficult times and allow them to to mold us, not to break us. And we think that this is part of it. You know, part of it is is like being real with yourself, with your feelings, with what you believe, with what you understand, or what you don't understand because you think you understand, and then figuring that out. And so, uh, some of these questions are, are are ones that are from the from the book. Like you said, we we, we highly encourage you to go and work through them yourself. Uh, don't just take our word for it, so to speak. Like we want you to work through these things and think about them for, for you. And like, what are you thinking? Where are you coming from? Because processing helps us. Uh, just like if the old adage, like if you can teach something, then you really know it. Mm-hmm. Well, you, you got to be able to work through this stuff for yourself. So mm-hmm. that way you can kind of know where you're at in this, in this, uh, in this process. Uh, or as Prince would say in this thing called life. Man, this is an aside. The other night, we were watching uh, The Voice. We were, we were kind of behind on that. And the girl saying, nothing compares to you, which most mm-hmm. of us think about the Sinead O'Connor version. Mm-hmm. Prince actually wrote that song. Mm-hmm. And Interesting. Uh, on one of my many Prince albums that I have, uh, it's like a live album, and it's the Prince with Rosie Gaines. Mm-hmm. Highly recommend that version of Nothing Compares to You. It's definitely my favorite. Never heard of that. I have to check that oh, out. Oh, dude, it's so good. You have to like type <clears> in all the words into mm-hmm. like the, your music app for mm-hmm. it to be able to find it because hmm. there's several different versions out there. But that's interesting. Prince live, Nothing Compares to You with Rosie Gaines. That's what mm-hmm. I would suggest. All right, so that's enough of that uh, <laughs> tangent right there. Yeah, it's enough right. of Prince. Yeah, no, let's move I know, on. Yeah. I know, so. <laughs> let's get to the king. There we go, man. There we go. That's right. All right. So here's the first question right here. Okay. Why do you think there are so many teachings about health, wealth, and abundance today that contradict the overall theme of the teachings of the Bible? This is, I'm so glad you asked me this question because one of my hobby horses is like, uh, 
heresies and perversions of the gospel that we uh, fall into as Americans. Um, again, like you said, a quick aside, read the book. Otherwise, you're not going to know why we're bringing this question mm. up. But yeah. in this chapter, Gabe talks about some of his thoughts at the time when when he had his girls that led him down this path of questioning your faith, questioning your understanding of God because you had believed some of these health, wealth, prosperity, gospel, abundance, mm-hmm. uh, blessings from God, you know, is, is all you get. Mm-hmm. So basically, yeah, I mean, I think if you've never heard that before, there's kind of this idea called the prosperity gospel that if you're a good person or if you're a Christian, God will bless you physically now, uh, not just I'm going to become a Christian or I'm going to go to heaven when I die. But, like, the whole idea, you know, if you've ever seen, I don't know, was it like, I don't want to throw names out there because I wasn't alive when some of these guys were popular, and I don't know if I'm going to get it wrong. But, like, some of these, like, Joel Osteen's the big one. But, like, some of these other guys that it's like, I just wipe my, yeah, yeah. yeah, is that Jim and Tammy Faye? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, I just wipe my forehead and the sweat off of this rag, and this is holy sweat. And if you buy, if you give $100 to my ministry, I will give you this rag, and it will bless you. You keep it in your pocket, or you keep it in your purse, and and God will use the power of this to to bring you to whatever, bring you blessing. And I love my Southern preacher voice saying But, yeah, I mean, it's like this whole idea that God exists to give you something here and now like we talked about in the last episode stress over finances stress over providing for your family and this particular gospel which is a false gospel but it's called the prosperity gospel taps into that and i think you made the the mention last time talking about matthew 6 where jesus says you know don't worry about tomorrow don't worry about how you're going to clothe yourselves don't worry about you know whether you're going to eat you know do there's this many sparrows, you know, not one falls without God knowing about it. You know, there's flowers in the field and they have more beautiful covering, but more beautiful clothing than Solomon ever did. And Solomon's one of the most beautiful or beautiful, one of the most wealthy men that ever existed. And so I think we, for thousands of years, humans have had this, am I going to make enough money? You know, if I made an extra $5, made an extra $100, I could buy this. I could prepare for that and take care of my family better. And I think it's our core temptation of wanting security, wanting power, wanting stability that is tapped into by this gospel that if I had another $5,000, $10,000, $100,000, then my life would be good. Then, like you talked about last time, you know, let's say say I'm making seventy thousand dollars a year right now. I feel like if I made eighty thousand, I add to. I'm getting by now with seventy thousand. If I had an extra ten thousand dollars after taxes, it might be six, whatever. If I had an extra six thousand dollars, that's a vacation my family and I can go on. That's buying another car for my wife. That's you know, whatever. Sending my kid to this camp. That's doing this thing that needs to be done around the house. And then once I built a patio into the backyard, then we'll be safe and secure. We'll have what we need. We'll have a place to have friends over and impress them. You know, whatever. You can throw out a million examples. But I think, again, I said this is a hobby horse, so I'll try not to to drag it out any longer. But to answer your question, I think the reason that this is so prevalent is because it's appealing to believe Mm, that God exists to be my genie and I pull him out when I need something, and I pray, 
Dear God, help me pass this test. <clears throat> Dear God, help me impress my boss so I get a promotion. Dear God, help me get some overtime so I can make whatever enough so we can go on this beach vacation two months from now. And we see him as a being that exists to give me what I want and not even what I need, but what I want for the moment. And when you have a pastor <clears throat> telling you that's all God is, you don't have to worry about your sin or your struggle to try to become more like Christ because God doesn't exist to call you to repentance. God doesn't exist to be holy and separate and completely apart from the world in his holiness and his goodness and his righteousness. God just exists to give you what you want. So there's no conviction. There's no hard truth to deal with that God is perfect and he calls us to become more like Christ, which means becoming more like perfection. God doesn't care about our failures. God just wants to bless us with money. And Mm -hmm. I think that's, I mean, the idea, it's obviously bad for you, but if you remember when you were a teenager, Gabe, if you could pick the type of parent you wanted, did you want a parent who held you to standards and made you study for tests and made you prepare for your life? Or did you want a parent that was like, yeah, go go outside, play with your friends. You know, if you want to smoke some cigarettes, cool. If you want to drink some beer, cool. You know, I know you're only 16, but you just do what makes you happy. And, <clears throat> and I'll bless that and I'll provide for that and I'll get you what you need. You know, mm-hmm. that's the parent we want. Mm-hmm. But I think those of us who had really either one should be honest enough to say the parent that gave me some discipline what loved me more cared for me more and prepared me more for real success than the one who just said you do what you want i'll give you anything you need Mm. so yeah i mean i think it appeals to our human natures to want what we want when we want it that's Uh, right absolutely and the thing i thought about too when you were saying that is that you said it's it's i think you said this this you know prosperity gospel is easy it's appealing Mm -hmm. and it's super easy and it also it's easy to sell it's Mm -hmm. uh it's probably hard to explain Mm -hmm. when it don't pan out Mm -hmm. you know but like we we will have everything that we could ever you know Mm -hmm. imagine dream want eventually right because we're heirs to the kingdom Mm -hmm. like when we get to heaven all of our wants and needs will be fulfilled Mm. um because we'll be in the presence of god Mm -hmm. who is everything that we need Mm -hmm. but again you you know you get there by repenting and giving your life to christ and Mm. and making him your king you don't you know you don't you don't get there by making him who you want him to be Mm. you get there by him making you who he wants you to be Mm. right Mm -hmm. and i think that's something for us to remember that's good so the next question I'll ask you, Gabe, is what are your views about God and his blessings on this earth? Have they changed due to difficulties you've faced or are currently facing? So, yeah, they changed a lot. Mm. <laughs> um, you know, as we went through our situation, that's, I guess, the reason I posed this question. Because, you know, my world was really shaken um, because of these viewpoints that I had about, uh, hey, if I do this then God's going to do this, right? Mm. I had this very transactional view Mm. of my relationship with the Lord of Mm. like almost like a, you know, quid pro quo and, Mm -hmm. you know, like this karma kind of thing, right? Like if, Mm -hmm. if I'm, if I'm the, Mm. if I don't sin too much and do enough good things, then 
I'm just going to be, I'm going to have these blessings from the mm-hmm. Lord, you know. And um, so my view changed a lot, you know, when we went through this because I'm, I'm there praying, you know, for when my wife was going through preterm labor, I was praying, you know, that God would stop it and reverse it. So that way she could continue to carry these babies and they'd be full term. And I was just, and I was believing that, you know, like, oh, we're going to get out of the hospital. It's not going to be a big deal. You know, like she's going to be fine. Um, Or, you know, worst case scenario, she's going to be in this hospital bed for the next 10 weeks. Uh, And, but it's going to be okay. You know, she's going to be fine. The girls are going to be good. Mm -hmm. Um, And then obviously, you know, none of that transpired. And then, after that, I'm like, okay, well, the girls are born. They're going to be, okay, this is fine. You know, God's going to just heal them. We're going to have this miracle story for him. We're going to have these three amazing little, you know, NICU miracle babies, right, that that, that survive after being born so young. And then um, and that didn't happen. You know, all three of them pass away. And then I'm really like, what just happened, right? Because I prayed. Mm-hmm. And I was, you know, thought I was, you know, faithful. And then I started going through all these these lists in my mind of, oh, mm-hmm. wow, here's the sins that probably screwed me up here, mm-hmm. right? Here's mm-hmm. where I was disobedient to mm-hmm. the Lord. Here's where I rushed things, you know, when I'm talking about, like, having guilt over doing fertility stuff, you know, to, to mm-hmm. get pregnant. And then I'm, then I'm well, here's all the times that I thought these thoughts or did these actions, right, mm-hmm. of just going down this list of these sins or perceived sins. And I'm like, well, that must have been what kept God from hearing my prayers, mm-hmm. right? All that super whack, like mm-hmm. is not biblical. It's mm-hmm. not correct. Right? <clears throat> when and, and so, I but I didn't know that man. Like you know, no fault to any of the teachers or preachers that I'd been set, that I'd sat under. Mm-hmm. It's just it's just my fault, right? Mm-hmm. For not like digging into the word and knowing what God's word said, mm-hmm. like and uh, about these things. And so, um, here's what I know: like God blesses. The righteous and the unrighteous. Mm. Mm. Like there's a lot of very unrighteous people that have more than they need, Mm -hmm. that have everything that they want physically, Mm -hmm. you know, here on earth. And those blessings come from God. Mm -hmm. There's very righteous, God-honoring, Christ-loving people that are probably in a detention camp right now Mm. in China or Mm. Syria or, you know, Mm. Iran right Mm. now. Because they follow Christ so closely and everything they've had has been taken from them mm. and their family's been killed. They don't have a job. They're living in a concentration camp because they follow the Lord, mm. right? And so I learned that earthly blessings does not necessarily equate to how much God loves you mm-hmm. or your relationship, how close mm. your relationship with God is. Um, it could be the inverse of that, mm-hmm. or it could be that God has blessed you because he just wanted to, you know, and you do have everything you need and, mm-hmm. and a lot of stuff that you want. I um, mean, you do follow Christ closely. So I, I think what I kind of learned from that is that we can't look to what we have or don't have or our circumstances, period, good or bad, mm-hmm that we're going through in this world and, and, and think that that's some kind of like omen from you're doing good with me, right? Mm-hmm. As God speaking there, um, or you're not doing good with me. Mm-hmm. Uh, that we have to just remember that God's true blessings comes in the spiritual realm, mm-hmm. right? What he gives us now spiritually, how he can save our soul, forgive us of our sin. And then obviously 
the blessings that are going to come in eternity. Mm-hmm. That's what we need to keep our heart, mind and heart and, um, and eyes focused. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you mentioned the word karma, and I think a lot of us should know what karma is, but as our society we're, you know, I guess we're what in this post-Christian age, what they call it. Yeah. And there's so many, like everyone's probably heard it. And it, like, if you, if you've said this before, it, it, this isn't like directly a personal attack, but it's also maybe not, not a personal attack. But, uh, like when people, when something bad happens or when someone's like, someone's graduating or something, maybe a good thing. And, and you are commenting on Facebook or you're texting somebody or whatever. And it's like, good thoughts and good vibes are for you are with you or you know like there's this whole thing about you know like sending good energy your way or uh you know like i'm putting good out in the universe and good will come back to me and besides the fact that that's all garbage like where do you get that nothing in the bible says if you think good thoughts good things are going to happen to you like mm. go to the story of job we could walk through the whole book of job says Job was a righteous man. Like Job was such a righteous man that the Mm -hmm. devil saw him and wanted to turn him against God because I'm assuming the devil's mindset here, but from what we could tell, the devil thought, if I can turn this righteous man against God, I can turn anyone against God. And I can prove to God that I'm more powerful than him because I can turn his most faithful followers against him. What happened to Job? Mm -hmm. I mean, Job was blessed. Mm -hmm. That's what we see at the beginning is like he probably was one of the most wealthy men in the whole world but job went through he lost his i don't remember exactly the order but he lost like his crops he lost a bunch of servants and he lost like all of his flocks he lost his kids the most important part of that and then his wife is like turning against him and saying you know curse god and die so job literally lost everything in his entire life all of that he built he could have built his identity on he was the most wealthy man. You know, he was considered wise. People came to him and, and talked to him. And, you know, these friends, quote unquote, that came to him afterwards just jumped and piled on him because he was, you know, the mighty and how he has fallen. Job didn't live by this principle that if I do good things, good things happen to me. If I send good vibes into the universe, good vibes come back to me. You know, if I do well, karma turns it all back around and my life is good. Like, to reiterate that point, Job was a righteous man, yet every possible bad thing that could have happened to him happened to him. And God did restore him in the end, but you still can't take away the fact. Like, you can say, yeah, crops died. I grew new crops. But he lost servants, and I'm assuming some were friends, and he lost his kids. Like, having, we know as this podcast, having kids, having more kids doesn't replace the kids that you lost. So Job... It's not like God just snapped his fingers and all his kids were resurrected. Those kids died, and Job had more children, had a family. And so we, if we live by this karma, good vibes, you know, energy out in the universe, again, besides the fact that it's garbage and has nothing to back it up, you're, you're trapping yourself in this mindset, this new-agey mindset that, like, if I think bad thoughts, which can just mean thinking realistically, like if I'm preparing for the fact that if I get into an accident and die, my family can't support themselves, so I should get life insurance. There are people who are so far in this 
new age, good vibes mindset that they will not allow themselves to think of that or they beat themselves up when they think about it because they're like, oh no, I put my, I put my death out in the universe. Mm -hmm. I put my, I put the possible negative thing that happens to me that allows my family to be alone out in the universe. Therefore I'm willing it to happen. Mm -hmm. And like, bro, you don't have that power. Like, you know, there's, there's nothing else to say about that. Like if, if putting things out in the universe, allow something to happen i'd have superpowers by now because <laughs> when i was 12 to 18 years old i'm like god it'd be great if i had superpowers i'd be so good i'd be superman i'd go and i'd stop wars i'd stop genocides in africa you know i'd like shut down all the terrorist organizations i'd bring people food you know like i'd bring money to the port like i'd be like super robin hood I don't have any any superpowers. I'm about to go to the gym after this. Guys at the gym can tell you I don't have any superpowers. I barely have powers. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, this, again, it's a hobby horse, but this whole karma, good vibes in the universe thing is like, that's whack. Let's, let's my, stop. My, um, yeah, two things, a, a serious thing about that, and then I'll call it a silly thing. A serious thing. Like, I still sometimes struggle with that. Like, mm. when my, like, I'll be praying for my kids, right, for something, right? Like, I'll, I'll give an example. Recently, I'll just pray, like, God, I pray there'll be peace in our home today. Mm-hmm. And then it'll be, like, the most unpeaceful, like, my kids have lost their mind. Mm-hmm. Like, they're mean. You know, they'll be mean. They'll be, like, disrespectful. Like, they'll, you know, be yelling at each other, getting in fights, like, mm-hmm. mean to us, whatever. And then we're, like you know, reciprocating with the reaction instead mm-hmm. of positivity or or instead of, you know, just ignoring it, you know, whatever. Like it's just be it'll just be bad. Mm-hmm. And then I'll have these two thoughts. One thoughts is like, dang, I shouldn't have even prayed that we would have mm-hmm. a peaceful day because then that gave the devil a foothold to mm-hmm. attack us to mm-hmm. not have a peaceful day and we and he won today, mm-hmm. right? I'll think that. Or like I'll be praying for my kid to be healthy, they'll come home sick. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And but the second thought and so then I'll be thinking, why did I even pray? Like, mm-hmm. I'm just not going to pray for stuff that mm-hmm. I don't want to not happen, like, mm-hmm. because then it seems to happen, right? Mm-hmm. And then I have to, God, you know, will check check me and be like, well, dude, what if you had not prayed for there to be peace? How mm-hmm. bad could it have been, mm-hmm. right? Or what mm-hmm. if you had not prayed for your kids to be well mm-hmm. or and to be protected from sickness? How sick could they have, you know, mm-hmm. potentially become, like, like you just said, my prayers do not dictate the universe, mm-hmm. right? Our prayers are designed to draw us closer to God and help us to align our thoughts and our will with his will mm-hmm. and with his thoughts because they are going to prevail. And whatever they are, we kind of got to just roll with it, mm-hmm. okay? I mean, that mm-hmm. to one extent. One of my favorite quotes comes from the movie um, Collateral with Tom Cruise mm-hmm. and Jamie Foxx. Mm-hmm. And he says, he says, okay, we're into plan B. We, uh, he says, we got to roll with it, I Ching and all that. And I'm not going to use the expletives. And, and I'm like, that's the way life goes, man. Like, you know, like you just got to roll with it. There's a lot of plan Bs that come up that are like, this is not what I intended. This is not how I prayed. But. We're into plan B. So mm-hmm. you just got to roll with it, mm-hmm. right? And 
And so that's that's one thing that I've learned about that. It's God's sovereignty, not our sovereignty. Mm-hmm. We are not God. We do not, like you said, we do mm-hmm. not think things into existence or speak them into existence. He does. Mm-hmm. Now, we could go round and round about that, and and but we're not going to today because this podcast isn't for that. But it'd be so, fun because, like I said, this isn't my hobby horse. I could talk for a couple hours you. about and, this. And stuff, look, yeah. I've read so much positive right. psychology stuff mm-hmm. in my life, mm-hmm. like. We could go back and forth about mm-hmm. how, like, mm-hmm. you know, you know, the whole Jim Carrey story of going mm-hmm. up on the, the 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 mountain and looking over Hollywood with mm-hmm. his check he had written out of, mm-hmm. you know, of him manifesting his twenty million dollar, mm-hmm. you know, paycheck for the ma- for something, mm-hmm. right? And he gets that for the mask, I think it was, mm-hmm. you know, which mm-hmm. was a terrible movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a lot of money for that movie. Bottom line, but <laughs> we're not gonna go there today. But uh, second thing, you were talking about superpowers. Mm-hmm. Yesterday, I had a conversation with my 11-year-old son. Mm. Dad, if I had superpowers, I'd be invisible, I'd fly, and I'd have a lightsaber. A lightsaber. <laughs> and then... Lightsabers are cool. That yeah. would be yeah. super cool. I'm like, you're an invisible flying dude with a lightsaber. Yeah. You can see the lightsaber. I was going to say, is, is the, the lightsaber, lightsaber floating? Yeah. I don't know if it's yeah, invisible it's, it's or not question. invisible. Because yeah. that would be kind of boring if it was invisible. Yeah. But then... And then the other day, very effective though. I would be very effective. Like, why did my arm yeah. just get chopped yeah. off? I don't know. I hear this humming in the background. <laughs> mm, yeah. <laughs> yes. And then mm. this is second lady to that. He was saying the four things he was scared of the other day. Not mm. three, four. Which I mm. thought was interesting. He was like spiders, sharks, alligators, and cactuses. <laughs> cactuses. Like, okay. I fell into a cactus at Lowe's when I was five years old, and mm. I couldn't get the the needles out, and I'm still scared of them. Mm. I'm like, dude, that's. That's mm. some pretty deep fears. Right yeah, that's there, some right? deep trauma. And then my, my this is Don't all. take him to Albuquerque or somewhere. Yeah, it'd be rough. Don't take him to the desert. And then <laughs> our youngest son, Tyson, he was like, four things I'm scared of. Spiders, alligators, sharks, and, and penguins. And I was like, Pink, son, why are you scared of penguins? Uh, he was like, Dad, I had a dream. That there was this really mean penguin, and he, and he poked my eyeballs out with his beak. <laughs> Like that is the that, most terrifying yeah, thing. That is pretty scary. Ever, ever. So I get murder that. penguin. Yeah, murder penguins. Yeah, man. So <laughs> all right, that's probably probably enough uh, for that. Yeah. So again, coming out of this, you know, um, this these two questions here. We only went through two, right? Um, so far, but let's, let's do this third one. Is this for you? This is for you. I think. Okay. Yeah, I think so. we'll I probably think probably answer, end yeah. on this question. So. Has your faith in God been shaken, diminished, or been made stronger due to your circumstances or due to other suffering that you see in this world? Mm. I think um, yes to both, I think, is probably the right answer. I mean, you and I both talked about it. If you go back to the very beginning and listen to our stories, I think it's like episodes two through four. Four maybe is I think I don't remember who was first. You tell your story, and then I tell <clears throat> our story. But um, yeah, I mean I think initially, same as what you just said a minute ago. Like you have to deal with so many things that why did this happen to us? You know, like the the question we asked at the beginning of the last episode was, you know, do you believe that God's all powerful? And you know, if so, you know. Why do, you, why do you trust him? Why do you not trust him? And I think dealing with that initially was really tough because same as what you said, we went into the hospital with fears. We, you know, we, we couldn't find, our, our midwife couldn't find a heartbeat for our son two days before his due date, three days before his due date. 
And so you know, it seemed like he's probably gone. You know, a heartbeat's an important thing. So if it's not one, he's he's probably not alive. But there was still this, you know, whatever, this, this twisted sense that nothing really bad will ever happen to us because of our faith, because we're good people, you know, all this stuff. And so in the initial days, weeks, really even month or two probably, there was that fear that I don't really know what to believe about God. You know, I know he's good, but how could a good God do this? You know, all those questions that we've talked about in this podcast. So I think, you know, my faith was shaken, but I don't I don't know that it was diminished. I think it was it was questioned, it was uh, it was almost like, you know, you shake a tree and you see what comes out of it, you know. Like if, if the hmm. the tree is what holds my faith and this losing our son shook the tree, initially what came out of it was like a little dried up apple core that has been on the tree. You know, if you ever go to apple orchard and you see the ones that fall out on the ground and they're all, they have wormholes in them and they're rotten and half of them's black and all that. Like initially that's probably what came out was like this inside the, the meat of the apple might've been good, but the outside of it was kind of shriveled and crappy looking and, you know, just looked like it's been neglected for a while. But through shaking that tree, this is, I'm not a, uh, I don't even know what you call it, an arborist. I'm not a person that knows a lot about trees and plants, so forgive my analogy. But through shaking that tree, God shook loose this bad fruit so that good fruit could grow. And that new understanding of who God was and the fact that he was faithful to us in the midst of discovering that I had an incomplete faith or a weak faith allowed me to trust him allowed me and my wife to to talk about why do we trust god who is god uh who is he to us what does it mean to have a child that has died and gone to heaven how can we make it day to day you know all these questions we've talked about in this podcast and i think through that the the trials and tribulations allowed us to rely on the lord because we didn't have any other choice and so our faith has grown and so I think to answer that question, yeah, I mean, when it first happened, my faith, I mean, I wouldn't necessarily say diminished, but faith was shaken so that it could be made stronger. And I think that's not back to this health, wealth, prosperity thing. That didn't mean, you know, the whole idea of what is it? What doesn't kill you makes you stronger. Although I think to a certain extent that's true, you know, mm-hmm. in practical ways, mm-hmm. but I think having our faith shaken showed me that I'm not the one that manifests things. I'm not the one that is in charge of things in the world and, and everything, you know, from losing a child all the way down to whether or not there's traffic. But it pointed me to the one who is in charge of those things and made me realize that because I have no control and no power over the world and over the circumstances that are going to surround my life, I have to rely on the Lord and gave me true faith that will help me through the rest of my life, whether great things happen to us or terrible things happen to us. And I, I hope that's where everyone else is led in their journeys after they lose a child. Man, uh, that's so encouraging, man. Thank you so much for sharing that with us uh, and with, the, with me, man, and with the folks that are listening. So, mm. yeah, thank y'all for thank y'all for joining us today. This will be the, the last um, 
uh, of the questions that we'll ask today. Make sure that mm-hmm. you check out the next episode because you know we're going to continue going through these tough questions and these honest mm-hmm. answers. And go back and look, listen to episode one of this series as well. Thanks again, like Gabe said, for joining us. You know, make sure you follow us on Lost Boys to Found Fathers on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We pitch it several times, but that's only because it's so great. Follow Gabe's books or check out Gabe's books. You can get them on Amazon. You can get uh, where else can you get them? Get them. Uh, yeah, the first one's just on Amazon, yeah. and then the, the little one, the, the new and every little thing can be found on Amazon or on Apple Books Apple or, or BarnesandNoble.com. Cool. Great. Yeah, I was thinking Barnes and Noble, and I'm like, wait, is that right? Mm-hmm. So yeah. Get those. They're great. I've read them. I recommend them. Appreciate your time today, guys. Let's not be lost. Let's be found in him.